Welcome to a new episode of No One's Guilty Pleasure, a pop culture show where no one feels guilty about what gives them pleasure. This week, we're segueing into a back to school month. My first guest of the series is my friend Jade, a high school teacher of nearly a decade. Thus, A Hero Among Us, and our first film is Booksmart. For those of you who haven't seen it, Booksmart is a movie released in spring 2019 about two best friends who decide they want to party for the first time the night before their high school graduation. And this is to make up for all the fun they didn't have in school. It stars Beanie Feldstein and Caitlin Dever and is directed by Olivia Wilde. We chose this movie before Olivia took over the press with Don't Worry Darling, but timing just works out sometimes. And we touch a little bit on her drama too. Jade and I chat about what a fun ride this movie is, the concerning fashions with the presumed climate, and her own students tell us what movies get right and wrong about high school. Enjoy our episode. Amy, you've been out for two years and you've never kissed a girl. I really don't know what I'm doing with all that stuff. I have a secret for you. I once tried to masturbate with an electric toothbrush, but I got a horrible UTI. Yeah, like horrible. I wish that would have been a secret, but you've mentioned it many, many times. Hey! Oh, shit. Woo! Are we gonna go to school or? No. What's two plus two? Isn't it crazy that it's the last day of school? Are you kidding me, Samantha? She's got a really cute smile. Go talk to her. Oh, oh, sorry, oh. sorry. Sharp elbows. Not as sharp as your chin. What? It's the last day. We got you through high school. I need to go over the end of the year budget numbers. Can't we just graduate, head off to college? That should do it, right? We will persist. I can't hear you. I can't soundproof glass. We have to go to a party tonight. What? Nobody knows that we are fun. We didn't party because we wanted to focus on school and get into good colleges. And it worked. But the irresponsible people who partied also got into those colleges. I'm incredible at hand jobs, but I also got a 1560 on the SATs. We haven't done anything. We haven't broken any rules. Name one person whose life was so much better because they broke a couple of rules. Picasso. He broke art rules. Rosa Parks. Name another Susan one. Susan B. Anthony. God damn it. Picture this. I'm a bag of Put me to your lips. Hand sanitizer. Check. Chapstick. Check. Mace. Listen, it is very important that you keep the safe. Oh! oh! Ah! Hey, on! Don't touch your eyes! Tonight is your yes, night. Yes, yes. so for today's first episode of our back to school series we have a public school educator of the american children our future Jade has been a high school teacher for nine years and currently teaches dual enrollment English composition in IB Theory of Knowledge. You're here among us as the government continues their war on education, <laughs> as we well know, not just the student loans, but on, you know, compensating teachers or hiring good ones. Um, she's a master writer herself as well. She's made me cry with her wedding vows and her birthday cards. 
And she's also my hair and makeup artist when I'm doing promo, which is when we go to brunch or girls nights out. (laughs) Welcome Jade. Hello. I'm so excited to be here. You're a, you're a loyal listener of the pod. You've studied it as an educator. You studied it and prepared things that I wasn't, I haven't prepared for it. Well, that, (laughs) and then my, um, my Virgo tendencies to over-prepare for everything really, um, really set me up here for hopeful success. (laughs) You, this is not a test that you can pass or fail. It's that's not what the girls taught me. (laughs) Oh yeah. So this one's a little bit different. We're covering book smart today. And usually when I have a guest on and I'm sure in the future, you'll, you know, I'll let you pick a movie that like resonates with you specifically, but I had this back to school theme. Obviously I wanted a teacher on an educator Mm -hmm. to get your insight that I would never have. And, um, this one I chose though, just because I was like, I feel like she'll like it. And it's like female friendship. And then also it's just like one of the last before movies is what I like to call it, like before the pandemic, because there's so many yes. things that probably seemed like edgy or different at that time, aka 2019, three whole years ago. But now <laughs> it's just like commonplace or just like so much more a part of like daily conversation. Yes. So what was your first impression before we get into the deep dive? So this was definitely a movie that was like, I was gonna watch and then lost track of I was thinking about it before I came on and I was like oh yeah well I saw that one with Haley Steinfeld Edge of 17 oh yes and then Lady Bird and then I guess this one just got lost in the shuffle of me watching movies (laughs) the anger yeah like about teens but written for adults (laughs) yes um so I really liked it um I thought it was really cute definitely the female friendship was like what jumped off the the screen to me because I was like oh my god this was me and Taylor in high school <laughs> uh, wait well when we get to the cat the cast breakdown I want you to tell me who's <laughs> I have like mixed feelings <laughs> I'm nervous already um but I really really liked it but I will say my overwhelming feeling which is a weird one because of who uh Beanie Feldstein is is this is like an updated girl nerd version of super bad. Yeah. It, it's like a very good parallel. And I'm also doing super bad with another because <laughs> it's our movie. So <laughs> I was like, yeah, this is weirdly like the two friends, obviously like mm-hmm. she's related to Jonah Hill. And then like the last night before they go out kind of. Right. Thing, so. And weirdly, like some of the scenes I was like, why, why does this feel so familiar? And I was like, oh, oh oh because it's like scene for scene almost like a good almost an exact parallel yeah and I mean I guess it's like good timing it was like a little over a decade after super bad so it's like going towards different people you know like different audience per se of teenagers but yeah it was like the mentions of skyping that like seemed so silly then and it's like clearly that's how we're meeting like that's how everyone does things now it's just like everything's over video and just like things that made those main two characters seem like not extremists but just like you know off center like protesting mm-hmm. it's like now that's something that's yes. like everyone's vocabulary or like talking about like not like the social consciousness of it like not believing in marriage as an institution or Mm -hmm. (laughs) that student saying like women in their 40s just know themselves so much better yes just like Amy being like this really like what 
just like a very involved feminist and you're like because of the clothes she wears and you're like yeah that's just like that's the the lowest step now for kids oh yeah After, like in 2019 we're like oh that makes her like extreme and on the edge and you're like yeah well, like it's pretty mainstream now <laughs> exactly I would say the only thing that aged poorly for me which again it's like only been three years but I think somebody would be more aware of now was like them using Malala as a safe word like two white girls saying that yes. Oh, I definitely right. that and I was like, I don't think I like that at all. Yeah, I was just like, uh-uh, no girl, no. Right, I was like, could, could we have picked anything else? Because then I was like trying to backtrack and why that would be the word to use for like- Right, a, like the etymology of it. Yeah, and I was like, I, I think if I unpack this, this makes these girls look worse. Yeah, yeah, and don't worry, we'll get to the problematic at the end when we do our Olivia Wilde blurb <laughs> as a conscious journalist I can't not bring her up since she's been in the media director of this film it's just responsible journalism which is what I am uh, <laughs> what were some of your favorite moments or scenes from the movie okay I didn't realize that I mean obviously I didn't realize it was the first time I saw the movie but the pizza guy scene was my favorite scene <laughs> in the whole movie them wearing their hair as masks over yeah. their faces me just trying to figure out where that why they had traveled with so many ponytails to do that <laughs> where did they get the hair ties I know I was like what were they in they weren't wearing back the whole time probably like, knowing her it was gonna happen um and him just like talking about murdering them and just being like are you guys crazy like <laughs> I keep this gun for protection and then it coming back full circle at the end and him actually being a murderer I like literally like sat bolt upright and I was like what <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite part and it just got even better as the movie progressed so that was a real a real highlight for me I loved it yeah this is one of the few movies that I've actually actively like rewatch more than once like I you know, I'm a person that owns DVDs. I do own this one because I was like, this is like a rewatch, like a rewatchable film. Oh, definitely. And so I think I, I think the first time I watched it was on a plane and Amber had recommended it to me. And I was just like, well, if Amber likes it, I'm going to like it. Cause we are the parallel to you and Taylor. <laughs> so I was just like, oh yeah. Like if she likes it and I don't, something's wrong. And then it's just like, and again, I hadn't seen it in a while. So all the times I laughed out loud because I was just so distraught, like um, distraught by like the, um what is the word like the abrupt character appearances and like all the hijinks mm -hmm. for them to get to this fucking party like I didn't even care about the party at that point because no. I was like more hijinks more hijinks I also always the scene that re resonates with me is like it's not a funny scene but the scene where like um they're making fun of Molly in the bathroom and so she comes out and tries to be a little asshole and be like well I'm going to Yale next year and then they all said all of the like nice schools right. or jobs that they had lined up and she's just like it washes over her that she's no better than them right uh, that was my second favorite scene um I just was like my notes say like the balls on her like hearing these people talk shit about her and yeah. her to come out and be like all right also one of my favorite lines comes from that scene is the ap hand jobs which i just <laughs> i mean they had some zingers the writers did they were um what do we always say we like imagery yes <laughs> and that was imagery in motion oh it was great it was a good academic burn 
Yes. Any other favorites that stood out to you? Um, oh, I feel like they didn't get enough screen time. And then that when they did, it was horrifying at the end. But Will Forte and Lisa Kudrow being <laughs> Amy's parents and talking about all the food that they had made for graduation and all the <laughs> silly names that they had given diploma them. meatballs or some yeah. diploma meatballs. And then the mom is like, when they're like, oh, we'll probably just do Korean face masks. And she was like, I don't need to know all the words. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you for talking about like a queer relationship. I can't. Yes. They were so funny because they were like Midwestern accents, but they were in Los Angeles. Like everything else was very clearly Los Angeles. And okay. so I was like, where did they come from? Not because I spent like half of the movie until they straight up said they were in LA being like, where is this movie taking place? Because the first thing I was like, where do they live that they can wear so many layers and presumably June and not be true? It's cool. True, true, true. Molly is wearing tights. I was like, what? In a in a sweater and a jacket. <laughs> and a blazer and a turtleneck. Yes. Amy's wearing like a long sleeve shirt, a sweater, a jacket, pants, socks. I was like, it's June. So you so- thought they were in Minnesota? I had no idea where they were. <laughs> but I was like, everywhere's hot in June. We live in a hellscape of global warming. <laughs> well, like also Molly would be wearing that and everybody else was wearing like tank tops too. So like she that's just true. clearly likes to be in agony because yes. that's going to build the strength to make her a Supreme Court justice. You know what? That's a great point. The costume department did great then. <laughs> yeah. I think my other two favorites would be, and also- once you find out they're in Los Angeles, I was like, I don't care what part of town they live in per se. Like she could not be walking home by herself when she did in any part of that city. In well, any part of that city. To uh, home. Unless you're, you're inside your own neighborhood. Or something. I was like, well, where can you live where you can wear that much clothing during the daytime and, and that not need a coat at night? <laughs> well, we went to college. It's called an alcohol coat. Yeah. Except those girls were sober. All they'd done was vitamins. Didn't she drink the alcohol, though, at the party? At the end, but they leave their house with no coats. Oh, when they go in the jumpsuits. I got you. Okay, so my other favorites are um, when Jared accidentally, like, doesn't, not accidentally, but he takes them to his graduation party. Yes. (laughs) And just every moment of his graduation party, like, prepare to get consensually bashed. (laughs) And then he has his gift bags with the iPads and Juju feeds them the strawberries and jumps off the boat. Like, just every moment of that just sent me. And then um, the graduation itself, I thought was really cute. Um, And I screamed out loud when the teacher purred in that girl's ear thinking it was the boy. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and she's just like have a good summer that's what the kids say right, <laughs> right. <laughs> and then they're like driving in Jared's car with the fuckboy license plate mm-hmm. and um the theater guys are like Shantae you stay honey and you know like just every like every little character gets their moment in the graduation so yeah. I enjoyed that I will say from a stu- teacher standpoint I had a lot of <laughs> critiques oh yeah we're gonna we're gonna talk about miss fine for sure in our like going over the cast like we said um molly's beanie feldstein who's jenna hill's little sister and then um the guy who played nick is actually a cuba gooding jr's son really he was also in an episode of picard on uh oh the star trek journey what is this the star trek journey with josh yeah okay kind of my journey now 
Oh, you took off without him? No, no, because we're married. We're not allowed to do that anymore. Oh, well, guess I'm never doing that. (laughs) (laughs) I like to go rogue way too often. Only child problems. Um, So who do you think are you? when you say that's me and Taylor, like, do you think one of you is one and the other or just like the, no, the dynamic? Definitely not. I definitely see myself as a Molly because that level of bossiness has been always like very, um, very my brand for a long time, but Taylor's definitely not an Amy. I just feel like they're dynamic. Okay, like you're both really bossy. So it'd be hard. <laughs> exactly. be an Amy. But, like, just like that dynamic of just yeah. like hyping each other loyalty. The where they're yelling at each other about the clothes. I was like, I have done this with literally every single one of my friends. <laughs> just like having one person at school that people like associate with you yes. and like vice versa. Like that just felt like a dynamic. I was like, oh yeah, I've, I've been a part of one of those. <laughs> yes. Okay. Do you think, do you think that they are just truly devoted to each other or do you think that they the devotion is toxic at any level I think we know it's toxic because they have to have fight about it where like Molly gets in her face about like about Amy never deciding to do anything and that she always has to push her and that 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 feeling that she has to push her but then it you know how these things go they just like they put it together so nicely in the end like the scene where she drops her off at the airport and you're like they really are just like cute little best friends they'll probably be best friends their whole life how sweet yeah the 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 finale scene was like cute but almost too far for me Uh, like I didn't need the run back I did not need it I just needed them to part it would that would have been a moment and then they're each doing their own journey yeah and just like that's irresponsible way to go to the airport like girl I I would never be late for my flight for pancakes no not pancakes or your best friend it's too stressful never eat pancakes alone at like a Chili's Express next yeah Chili's to go and it's already in a box so it's kind of (laughs) cold yeah Um, the only way to eat pancakes before a flight my most memorable airport meal was after a wedding and mm-hmm. I was not here with society and my flight got delayed five hours. So I ate Buffalo wings and like the tallest Coca-Cola imaginable. <laughs> and it took me like two hours to eat it <laughs> because I was just like in like savoring it, but also not able to move Oof. very quickly. Also 2018. Oh, I was going to say anything from an airport. Like, it's just. I think they were good. (laughs) Hard to say. (laughs) They were on the bone. They weren't boneless. They were on the bone. Interesting. Yeah. It's a surprise. Sleeper hit. (laughs) But I'm never at the airport that early in other times. Bone and wings at an airport. (laughs) (laughs) So many, so many rigorous Department of Health inspections that happened for those wings to arrive in my mouth. They were safe. <laughs> You're still um, here. <laughs> I'm still here hosting this show. Um, I also think Molly Loki was the villain because like she didn't honor Malala. She didn't honor the safe word. And that's fucked up. And so I said she's an emotional assailant. Okay. Because I've been having sex and she said the safe word and she didn't. That's assault. Yeah. What I will say though is Amy could have easily fixed this issue by just like saying 
what she needed to say. Now I get the Malala thing is that they're supposed to just like do whatever the other says, but I feel like Molly needed to know that. Yeah. That's what she gets for trying to spare a villain's feelings. (laughs) Exactly. She becomes the collateral damage. (laughs) Is it bad that I, that's my initial reaction. It's like, Amy should have told her. Well, again, as someone who's tried to split you and Taylor up in public <laughs> and been Heismaned by you uh, when I tried to prevent, I, I was the Amy <laughs> and you two were the Mollies. The Amy to the two Mollies, which is a bad place to be. And the best part was I just found you guys at Wawa right after. <laughs> Man, I forgot about that. <laughs> best, best night ever. Best night ever was that cashier telling Taylor to let it go. Well, it turns out the cashier was right. <laughs> <laughs> if you ever need an honest truth, go to the Wawa in Williamsburg. Right. Town Road. Richmond Road? Richmond Road. I don't yeah. know. It doesn't matter. There's only one. <laughs> Just the one. Jared and Gigi are definitely my favorite characters. Like, I love Jared throughout the whole thing. Like, bringing the gift bags on the last day of classes, mm-hmm. yelling that he has soup dumps. <laughs> <laughs> And then when he's like, I love airplanes and musicals. So it's so cute. So cute. I was like, this is precious and real because kids have weird niche, like things <laughs> that they love. Like a student wrote me a letter and told me that he wants to be like a traffic scientist. Did you know traffic scientist is a thing? Nope. They like, wrote a poem about it. And I was like, dang, this was beautiful. And I learned a lot about traffic science. What type of poetry was it? I am a contaminator. No, it was like we listened to a poem um, called How to Be a Person, and then they had to write their own version of How to Be a Person, or like anything that they wanted me to know, but copying basically this poem as the mentor text. Yeah. Yeah. It was good. It was great. Learned a lot. (laughs) They really opened up. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, oh, this was kind of a like beginning of the year throwaway assignment. I obviously want to know about about you but I also just want to get through the first three days so we can get to the real stuff you're like we've just begun yeah that a trajectory that I don't know if I can keep up with yeah exactly I was like this is not freedom writers (laughs) (laughs) and then um I forgot that Gigi was in this movie who's Carrie Fisher's daughter Billy Ward who I love um and she truly just makes me laugh because like the fact that she just appeared everywhere like that's a great to me like comedy trope when you're like yeah. doing a movie like this where it's just like how the fuck did you get here like how haven't you died <laughs> who sent you like who found you and then also the fact that she just like loved Amy so purely and was like I'll protect you at all costs which we also know a lot of people like that when you encounter them at, on a night out they just want to cling to you all of a sudden right. and you've done nothing to deserve it they just have chosen to love you. Yes. And Billy Lord has a great face for some sort of like mystical being who can be at yeah. a single party. Like, I don't know. And I was like, energy. everything is working here. <laughs> yeah. Like the tiara, the boas, all of it. All of it. All right. This is your moment to tell us if, okay, this is like the qualifier. If she had not attended the party and subsequently hooked up with her student, what's your stance on the teacher? without the the party part it sucks because I love Jessica Williams (laughs) but 
everything she did from start to finish made me cringe so fucking hard. I like was getting like anxious on her behalf. First of all, it starts at school. her cell phone number her personal cell phone number now like sometimes teachers do this for whatever reason I have a very strict rule that I will never give my phone number out to students so that was strike the first I was like absolutely freaking not and after they've graduated if you had like a mentor mentee bond like a big sister they can follow me on Instagram. And I tell them that they're allowed to follow me on Instagram, but I would okay. only follow follows until after they've graduated because they are no longer my problem. But even <laughs> then, I don't follow them back because they're about to be freshmen in college. And I do not need that damaging my <laughs> of who they are as people. <laughs> or make us regress worse. <laughs> I mean, so the first year I said- And we can do this beer bong. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The first year I let kids follow me on Instagram and I follow them all back. And it was just like, stuff I couldn't unsee and I was like you know what no absolutely not this is a one-way relationship now so I have way more followers on Instagram than I deserve so now you're an influencer because exactly I'm doing teacher content no I'm barely doing any content Teacher, teacher talk yeah so that was strike the first for her and then she picks them up in her car which like is a legal issue. Like if you want, if you even think that you're going <laughs> to drive kids in your car at some point during the year, you have to have a form on file with the DMV. Wow. Yeah. So we just had it come to our inbox like earlier this week. And it's like, it has to be in early in the year. They like pull your driving record and stuff. I'm sure to make sure that you're competent to drive the children. Yeah, exactly. And so that was my next thing. I was like, great way to get fired. Here's two strikes, two strikes right here. And then the final strike. And the final strike is the non-negotiable. Going into that party. And it's one of my, like, when she walks in, it's one of my favorite Lizzo songs too. And I was like, this isn't going anywhere good. I do not like this one bit. And then, you know, it goes fully off the rails and she should 100% get fired. Even if he is a 20 year old gonna work at Google, it's just, it's, it's a, it's gonna be a no for me. She's a bad teacher. I I did die. (laughs) I did die that they did intentionally, you know, earlier in the movie say like that he failed seventh grade twice. I know. She did verify verbally that he was 20. (laughs) Right. I was like, oh my God. like oh and he make oh she drinks with him I just like everything about this is making me cringe so hard I have this like intense second not, it's not even embarrassment just like secondhand fear of being fired fired. (laughs) you're like I'm getting fired for watching this right and commenting on this in a public forum and an audio (laughs) audio medium exactly (laughs) keep this under wraps What did you think of um, Jason Sudeikis as the principal driving Uber? Oh my gosh. I think I your principal like, would have to do that. When he turned it. Well, okay. Here's the thing. Admin makes good money. So I was like, this guy doesn't need to drive an Uber like that. By then I knew they lived in LA and I was like, this yeah. guy is making LA mid like, salary. He's good. Um, yeah. So this is just. This for, is just- for a moment. Yeah. And man, was that, that maybe is the most cringe scene of the whole movie. 
That one's very funny when he was like, you can call me Jordan. And they're like, no, thank you. We'll keep calling you Principal Brown. <laughs> like that would absolutely be me. I'd be like, no, thanks. No. Okay. I can even call teachers like who are my colleagues now, not by their last names. If I, they like taught me back in the day. Well, as someone who isn't an educator, when she did pick them up, I was like, one, she saved them from being in the street with the dead phone. Um, and I was like, she's like your little fairy godmother giving them the clothes and stuff. So I thought that part was wholesome. And I thought the most relatable line in the whole film as a 30 something year old was, um, you've saved me from rewatching Gilmore Girls for the 50th time. <laughs> I was like, same. Yes. <laughs> Watching this movie saved me from doing that as well. <laughs> that or Grey's Anatomy. What's he, have you seen Never Been Kissed? Yes. What's your stance on that situation? Oh, that again is a mess. Like that is one. Is it a little less worse? Like he doesn't really do anything but he outside does. of school. That's a fair point. That one, I don't know. That one's complicated because I saw that movie before I was a teacher. So, you know, I like have a lot of like, like good feelings. This one I like. Well, I have a lot of great feelings about never been kissed. And right? I stand by the fact that at least she was 25. Yeah, right. And he didn't feel good about liking, like he did not feel good about that at all. Right. Like yeah. it was a, it was an actual true conflict because he didn't want to like her. He was yeah. confused because he teaches plenty of 17, 18 year olds. And it's like, you're a fucking doofus. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing about kids is they are fucking doofuses. <laughs> do your, I, I know we're going to talk about your students eventually. Um, do they know that you're doing this? Yes, because they plan to listen to this. Uh, you plan well, to give them access to this, I guess. They did say so. I asked them a bunch of questions. Yes, about which I'm excited for. Fodder for later. Um, and they did ask if they could have a link to it, and I went, ah, "We'll see." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> makes me nervous. <laughs> right. <laughs> cool. Were, I was just doing a check-in. I was just doing a check-in. They were surprised I was going to be on a podcast, which is like, okay, you've known me for two and a half weeks, but whatever. They were very enthusiastic about answering the questions. Oh, they're cute. They must think I'm like, I don't fucking know who's actually famous, (laughs) (laughs) but they must think I'm that person. Yeah. They were like, maybe they think you're on, um, like Sheryl Sandberg's podcast, (laughs) like educator talk. Yes. They listen to, cause you'll mention a podcast to them and they'll be like, You'd be like podcast, you know about podcasts, and then they'll be like, "I I don't know what a podcast is." And be like, like the most popular. Well, that's because they do TikTok. That's true. That's why one day I'll do that. Um. So we mentioned "Boys" by Lizzo. I would say that was like my first intro to Lizzo too. Like that song was on like a ton of TV shows and that movie at the same time. So I had heard it at that point like five times. So I was like, "Oh, this is catchy." And I'm not as hard a Lizzo, Lizard, whatever they call the fans, as um, you and Taylor Jade and like, or Laura, and then like um, Rachel and her friends. So I, I've heard a lot of the new album too. Like everyone's oh, playing it everywhere. So good. But, but she's a catchy gal. And then um, I love the You Ought to Know karaoke. Uh, high point. High, <laughs> high point. I played it yesterday on our way to a baby shower. And my friend goes, I'm so pumped to meet this baby. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, it's a song like 
that you have to sing at all times. You really do. When you hear, I like also was like singing along to this movie and being like, A, this is a rap Every room. And B, <laughs> what a perfect song do kids still know about Alanis Morissette? <laughs> yeah, because she's niche now, I'm sure. Well, Warren Josh, that'll be the next performance <laughs> at a group gathering. Yes. And then um, I like, there's like a song that plays when she's walk, while Molly's walking home from the party and AAA picks her up. That's like a, it's called Oh Baby by LCD Sound System. Uh-huh. And I've just heard a lot too. So it was like familiar. I and- left the movie being like, there were two songs I know, I know for sure. And it was Boys by Lizzo and You Ought to Know by Women's Warfare. The rest I was like, shoot, this is three years ago and I was already this far out of the world. <laughs> well, it was funny because they did, there's like a song that, like when Amy goes up to Ryan at school called, um, well, it's like based on that Rara Riot, if you remember them song, Can You Tell? Mm-hmm. And I was like, I know this tune, like, you know, like <laughs> I felt like Rose at present time in Titanic when she holds up like one of the pictures and she's like, I remember the ballroom. Like, I was like, I know this song from somewhere. And then I like looked up and I guess it's like some band like kind of covered it, but like changed the name and stuff. And I was like, I thought it was a little callback to the last like identifiable time piece of Yonder, which was apparently 10 years ago <laughs> which was our time piece I guess my time Ugh. the fashion is very um confusing for the <laughs> environment and for a lot of reasons I feel like it was probably intentional and I'm not trying to get that deep but all I feel like acknowledging is like Beanie looked like a combination of the American Girl doll Samantha with Cher from Clueless. And since American Girl dolls plays a huge role in our friendship, it felt like that was a good reference. Like her very dark hair with her turtleneck. Right. Samantha. She does have very good American Girl doll hair, actually. Oh, to be young and have shiny hair. (laughs) Shiny, even hair. No frizz. Yeah. And then again, with the super bad similarities, I feel like in both super bad and this movie, like the fashion was very seventies, like the music and the fashion was very seventies yes. references. Yeah. What's that about? No clue. I didn't usually like, I'll look up more about the movie, which I didn't in this time because we're in a time crunch of life. <laughs> and so, um, I wonder like if anybody who worked on that movie you know like had worked on super bad like the writers or something for there to be like this weird and like I'm sure the casting wasn't an intentional connection but maybe the other elements because they I do remember the super bad soundtrack also be very like 70s funk vibes yeah bands Mm because like I was listening to the music on this one like while I was rearranging my stuff and I was like oh this is like Anderson Pack so it's not actually somebody from the 70s it's just mm-hmm. it sounds like it it's is. just the vibe I wonder if it's nostalgic it's like it's supposed to make us feel a way about being young and a good Probably. shorthand for that is like a, t- a bygone era yeah or like a, a happier like more carefree time in life Yes, exactly. Style is on point. Gigi, obviously my top choice because <laughs> I love her like crazy fairy. Maximalist. Yes, exact maximalist. Exactly. I want to wear a tiara more, I think. And just I, I would join hair. you. <laughs> I would join you in a wig and a tiara. Why stop yeah. there? Let's, let's, let's start. Bring that, that in. Yeah. 30s and tiaras. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. 
Right. Um, and then I love their dresses at the end. Obviously, like Amy's is not anything to write home about, but the one on Molly is just so darn cute. Oh, so the little like collar. Style. Yes, exactly. And you're just like, this was a solid choice. And like, what was Miss Fine doing with this? Maybe it was a blouse for her. <laughs> or a tunic <laughs> as like so people our age with their tunic and leggings. Yeah. And it's like a dress on a shorter person. <laughs> right. So I really liked that. I mean, truly like they're sharp dressers. Kids don't actually dress that sharp. But I think for the most part that they like, they really got the vibe right, which I like to see. Yeah, you would, you'd probably know the best of how true it is too. I mean, kids today, like the best eyebrows and eyelashes and just like, they come to school looking a hundred percent, but then wearing pajama pants and you're just like, my mind can't put together the incongruity of this. Well, it's kind of like when someone's house and car don't match. Yeah. That joke too, where it's just like, what's the vibe? Yeah. Like, like somebody in my building has a Porsche, but they live in my building. <laughs> Why don't you own a home? Get out of here. <laughs> like, or vice versa. Your apartment oh. building is pretty nice though. Yeah. I just, it doesn't seem right. <laughs> it, live, live, in the city. live in a home, please right that thing in a garage or that's like my priority that will never come true no <laughs> but well yeah waiting out for that bubble to burst hey. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> um three homes if the 2008 financial crash is any indication <laughs> yes um so obviously we want to get your perspective on school environment all i would say before i let you take this over is the class policy not to discuss where they're going to school next year seems very pretentious. And then it yes. makes sense that it's pretentious because now that we see that they're all going to nice schools, it's because they're all rich. Yes, that was definitely, as soon as I heard that, I was like, oh, this is like a kooky small like school for like rich kids. Yes. I thought it's like, it's not even a public school at this point. My I think it's probably a charter. I bet you it's like a magnet charter school. So it gets that, thinking. like not private school designation, but you have to be of a certain financial bracket or like mm-hmm. application level to attend. Like it gets yes. some weird funding. Everybody was too elite for that to be a real cross section of LA, just from my own experience. Yes. You, you've had enough experience to know that. Yeah. <laughs> my big takeaway is my takeaway in like almost every movie set in high school and it's like where are the fucking adults there's just not <laughs> enough, enough adults and when I asked my <laughs> students like what do high school movies get wrong they're like kids are like monitored by adults all day it is a constant thing where adults are around so like you say you love the graduation. I just kept being like, where are the parents who should be upset that it's going this way? Where are oh, the yeah. faculty the par- who well, are the parents were far back in the bleachers? I did go, where did they go? Because I knew they were there, <laughs> but I had forgotten. Well, she says fuck, and I was like, oh no, somebody's grandma's here. <laughs> <laughs> Grandma Shelly won't like this. But, right. She and I was just like there's, write a letter. There's not enough adults. Like when they like have the water balloon fight in the hallway I was like man we would have shut that down 
like in a second the first water balloon goes down and those kids are under lock and key I feel like I went to one of those high schools like and you've met my high school friends and we have a problem where we only talk about high school because again that's where we peaked apparently um <laughs> like we went to a school where we were kind of unsupervised <laughs> for some like or it felt like we were because they just didn't care they were just like oh finish it you won't stop anyways <laughs> like just go like the amount of and then they were also like weirdly involved in our lives too and I don't know if that's because it's a small town where I went to school but like again like we'd have all the chaperones or like the mentors for stuff and then yeah after graduation like became social media friends with our teachers mm-hmm. and all of that stuff and it's like a formality but we spent like a lot of time with them in like a not collegial way but like you know very close to them with all the conferences and stuff and yeah I just feel like we would just do messy they liked some messy stuff like they're very school spirited in mm-hmm. like that old school way So like the pep rallies and the games and all of that stuff but like yeah they were just so like we can't fight you like we, we can't <laughs> beat you so just fucking finish it like I feel like we would have been able to do the water going fight I mean so I teach at a high school that has, that's meant for maybe like 1500 people and has 2300 students at it oh my god I just think like if we don't monitor them all day like they're going to take over the shit Ruby oh yeah that's different I think mine had I'm sure it has more now because population and whatever that term is but I think we had like slightly less than a thousand people in our high school yeah students so you can let them water balloon fight when there's only a thousand and so yeah. 300 when they outnumber you like yeah <laughs> fair 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 terrifying um but yeah that's I mean and literally every high school music movie I'm like huh should be more adults here adults do everything like this so they can't make things happen on their own yeah well so like molly's talking about like that she needs to go over the budget the end of your budget with the principal to set up for next year i was like kids don't get to handle money in high school are you kidding it's basically powerless they're just there to like hang out streamers and make non- essential choices about like what the theme for prom is gonna be yeah they get they get uh, meaningless power attributed to them oh, yeah. poor little angels um it, obviously this movie is directed by olivia wilde and she's been in the zeitgeist as it were for her second directorial her sophomore premiere to this film <laughs> don't worry darling yes. and she has to worry darling because She's about to be like on everyone's most hated list. Yeah. She was already on the used most hated list for dating Harry Styles, which that's a choice that people made. Um, yeah. Being that enthused her. about him. Huh? I said, I don't blame her though. He's a delightful human being. <laughs> I feel like he's just as extra as her. You know what I mean? Like he's into the, he's into being in the zeitgeist too. Yeah. Like he dated Kendall Jenner. I feel like that just says that. Really? Yeah. When? a long time ago (laughs) and so that feels like that's the statement that like says enough about him so I think he likes being in the in the fray if you will in the spotlight he's friends with Ellen that says everything I have to know about him (laughs) before that was a commonly understood 
reference. Um, yeah, she was like in all this drama. Florence Pugh doesn't want to talk about her. Like she doesn't mind talking about the movie, but I guess she has declined discussing Olivia as a director. Yeah. And then Olivia, which like she had the divorce with Jason Stakis. And some people say like the timelines overlap too between them officially splitting up and her mm-hmm. dating Harry Styles. And then like she had publicists run out like a clear separation of time points and stuff mm-hmm. to make oh, it clear okay. she's not a cheater, which it's not clear still. And we're not here to hate women. These are just, I'm just being a responsible journalist, delivering facts that I've heard on various uh, Twitter accounts um, as one does. Mm-hmm. And so, and skimming BuzzFeed articles that I didn't even finish. But <laughs> I finished that one. <laughs> but, but I trust Flopo. So like the fact that she's very silent on the matter says what I need to know as well. And then <laughs> Olivia Wilde brought Shia LaBeouf into the conversation because she was like, I fired him before like we knew that he was you know and she said it wasn't because of all the stuff that came out of being like abusive later it was that like he wasn't right for the movie and all this stuff and then he has since come out and said that that wasn't true Mm -hmm. that he left it and then what my favorite part is is that he has a video of her first of all why would you lie if you know you sent a video to this person trying to work things out and it has like a timestamp on it and everything people are so dumb sometimes it just like baffles the imagination like don't lie in the 21st century anymore because someone has a video which is going to prove you a liar you know sometimes it's best to say less is -hmm. what I've heard Mm -hmm. I haven't adopted that practice either but I've heard that it's it's a better practice (laughs) (laughs) I'm just saying that's something I've heard but she did a good job with this movie but it is like very like makes sense for her because all like most of this cast like I don't recognize recognize them but I can tell like the people we do know are children of nepotism Mm -hmm. and then the other ones are like all little starlets too so like they Mm -hmm. were already probably in that conversation of like chosen people from those types of schools yeah Beanie definitely went to a school like that because she went to this school where like all the celeb kids go to in the west side of Los Angeles and then um, Olivia's also the child of like rich journalist people. So again, why did she lie when there's videos out there? <laughs> you learn nothing from mom and dad. Right? <laughs> so, no kidding. So it just was very, I felt like it was very like, oh, this is a really good movie, but it only speaks to like a very specific section of society as well. Mm-hmm. Like this upper class, mostly white group. Yes. But it's still a laugh. So that's why it's a good movie. Definitely a laugh. And definitely it does make sense. So just based on what I've done as far as like the drama with her sophomore directorial debut, <laughs> that this probably, she probably rubs people the wrong way, but these were children and mostly like nobody's at that point. Like yeah. everybody's had a little bit of a glow up now, but when you look at their IMDb, it's a lot of their first or like yeah, second, their first credit um, roles. Yeah. And uh, she probably, probably found her like aspirational at the time yeah. and probably just could get away with a little bit more, but they're just like with Florence Pugh and Shia LaBeouf who are like names in yeah. Hollywood, you're just not going to get away with as much shit as you probably want to. Well, I think she also just wants this narrative of being like a very nice white female feminist. Mm-hmm. And guess what? None of us are perfect feminists ever. Certainly not I with some of my vocabulary words. And so (laughs) it's just like, it's okay to not be 
right perfect and like it's worse to again try to push a lie instead of like trying to present all this stuff so what a time and now harry will be you know stepfather to daisy and otis and i hate that i can remember their names because they're so singular of a pairing of names because of course they had to go fucking do that yeah well i mean her last name's not even actually wild she picked it because she really likes Oscar Wilde. Her last name's something else entirely. Oh yeah, she can't she can't be here in this present reality with us. No. She's a dreamer. She's a dreamer. You got to you got to love it because it did make a very cute movie about a female friendship, which yeah. I'll say good job. This definitely passes the um the Bechdel test. <laughs> yeah, it's no fire island. <laughs> <laughs> um Yeah, I really do like this movie a lot. I think it's like a great, again, just a great high school movie in terms of like getting that little snapshot of like one experience in high school, which is of course Mm -hmm. like the night before graduation. Yeah. Just again, seeing it from a female perspective versus the super bad perspective, which I also love. (laughs) Right. Um, Yeah. I'm actually just like a great dual feature, you know? (laughs) Yeah. I need a drive-in stat to do a back. (laughs) the back of those two and call it like Jonah and Beanie night or back to school night or whatever you want to call it it. to align them together last night before graduation night oh god not a lock-in all right (laughs) so before this we asked you to ask your students some questions um and I actually already forgot what I told you to ask them so if you want to present the question and then some of your memorable answers that you received from the the children today so the first one was what are some of the movies that they liked and it was surprising because it was a lot of old movies so like Pride and Prejudice from 2005 uh The Hangover uh (laughs) Romeo and Juliet but then I was like okay but like what's your favorite movie and they're like honestly movies just keep getting better and better with time it's hard to have a like a favorite movie that's like really smart we live in a content dense age and you're right movies do keep getting better yeah I was like shocked that that was that was a good level of insight especially for a fourth block on a Friday so (laughs) Um, they had a bit of variety to them yes this was a this is a class I really love so I saved all the questions for them oh good the next one was what are their favorite high school music movies which again it was so many old movies they were like high school musical why do you keep saying old when it was when we were in high school (laughs) we graduated high school like 17 years ago (laughs) okay (laughs) Yeah, because they're old. <laughs> they could have got, been born and gone Wait, 14 years ago. 14 and 17 are super different. 14 years ago. Okay, 14. They could be freshmen in high school right now, though. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, so they like High School Musical. They like Twilight. 10 Things I Hate About You. Good taste on them. Oh, very cool. And I love the first Twilight unironically so it's a great movie then they're like oh the princess diaries and i was like haha there's just <laughs> maybe they should listen to this podcast <laughs> right no this is mrs mccormick's uh adult <laughs> friend <laughs> who's well into her 30s uh and then you wanted to know what did they get wrong like what do movies get wrong about um about oh yeah high school. school and their first reaction was everything oh 
But when I asked them to explain, they were like, well, first of all, no one has a locker anymore. So they felt really? like a big one. Yeah. Because it's all on a tablet? Well, yeah. So on the first, they were like, nobody carries books. Like, we don't even have books. They're like all online. And I was like, but how what? Do you know likes you if he doesn't carry your books? They're like, uh, what are you talking about? Or like, about? how are you going to decorate your locker with pictures of you and the boy? Yeah. What? Because you don't have one. Or how do you show your identity without decorating your locker? It's, you have to just have a personality. No, they use Instagram. Instagram is their locker. Yeah. No, it's not even Instagram. It's TikTok. Oh, true, true, true. Wow. Goodness. <laughs> Forgive me, everybody, for being so fucking out of touch. <laughs> you know kid culture moves fast they um they said and this one actually makes me feel better they were like the drama of high school the way it's portrayed in a movie just isn't the way it is they're like popularity is not that intense like you are friends with your friends and you feel good about that they're like they're not so clickish now well and that's exactly what they said is they're like clicks like the way that they get portrayed in movies like just basically don't exist in that way like groups are insular and they hang out with themselves but there's not like a hierarchy of groups because people don't care. wait did you have clicks in your high school yes I was going to say, I, I felt like it wasn't hierarchical, but there were clear definitions. And then you, like, you were known if you floated between. Yes. And there was definitely like a group of popular kids at my high school, but like, it wasn't like you wanted to be a part of that group. You just like, they were popular because you knew what they were doing, regardless sure. of whether you hung out with them. Fair. Um, they always, they said high schoolers never have their phones in, uh, in high school movies and they're always on their phone so that's that's weird I feel like that's probably very irritating as a teacher oh no we have a cell phone policy they have to like put them in like a basically like a glorified shoe holder (laughs) class it has to be turned off or in airplane mode I mean I didn't like it at the beginning but I love it now because they all have computers they don't need a phone yeah yeah and then they had the lunch for just coming in when we finished high school so yeah those were very like very trepidatious times well so when I was in high school if your phone went off during the day a teacher would take in your parent had to come pick it up and that is again not that strict where I went (laughs) (laughs) they would just be irritated and be like can you fucking turn the ringtone off I had um Suddenly I see by Katie to install blasting in my Motorola razor and they're like Ruby enough. I, but I wasn't like a texter. I hated texting um, and really fought it till like the end of college, to be honest. So, um, but, but no, they would just be like, Oh, those kids in their phones again, whatever we can do about it. If they could even imagine how terrible it would get. <laughs> oh God. But I'm sure they have the same thing now yeah like some kind of system well who knows i try not to probably like live streaming the class for people who skipped and stuff (laughs) my school again someone's facilitating a scam at at that school i love it there (laughs) (laughs) that's why my friends and i can never stop talking (laughs) we did anything means too much to us and then the last one was the scariest question, which is, 
basically like what are kids into like what are oh yeah the trends and stuff and it was only scary because they started saying stuff and I was like are you telling me weird real stuff or are you telling me made up stuff and I'm gonna sound like a fucking idiot on this (laughs) (laughs) they were like we're playing a joke on you right I was like please like I'm gonna what sounded the most ridiculous foam runners they're like shoes that are like Crocs, but they look like sneakers. And then I heard from an adult that it's like a Kanye thing. Oh, those shoes are terrible. They look like dinosaur um, hooves. They do look like dinosaur hooves, but kids wear them all the time. Kids also love Crocs. Like every kid is wearing Crocs. Oh, that's a big thing. Yeah. It's, there was a Crocs spirit day last year. They said oh. also TikTok, obviously. Um, land socks don't know what that is feels made up um, <laughs> sounds like a lie that there's a lot of college advice on tiktok that seems to be tra- trending all the kids are vaping again or maybe they never stopped i don't vaping. think they stopped i don't think they stopped oh, popcorn lung they're like what's that i was like it's you should smoke cigarettes honestly yeah <laughs> so <laughs> cigarettes are better <laughs> And they probably need like, to tell everybody you said that. And I was like, yeah, but make sure you put the in part in. It's like, this is McCormack said smoke cigarette is better for you. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a medical podcast, everybody. This is not actual advice, well, but expressed so this is personal. Podcast. These are just personal views. <laughs> if we were going to inhale something, we prefer just old school cigs. Yeah. Or like a good scented candle. <laughs> yeah smoke up smoke yeah. up King cray wow and those are really bad for you <laughs> well my grandma smokes palmals so here we are um, <laughs> she's still going she's about to turn 81 on tuesday let's all go all right well judy actually out here proving yeah possible. she's proving science is real <laughs> um those are excellent tell them i say thank you i will i will um and Very then i'm excited. Tell them I'm really inspired about their futures. Oh. And then, yeah, I don't know if I mean it, but, you know, just <laughs> tell them, <laughs> you know, just as a thank you. I will. I, um, will. Lane, I also realize we're outside. I'm sure we'll find out when we do the reunion, um, but we're very outside of college culture now because I was at a baby shower yesterday amongst the University of Virginia grounds and mm-hmm. There was like a themed event. So like, let's keep in mind the college kids love their themed events. And it, it was some kind of like luau or some kind of uh, nautical event that would require bikinis. Oh, so there were just hundreds of girls in bikini tops and cut off denim shorts oh. walking places. And of course it's UVA. So they were all wearing the exact same bikini top and the exact <laughs> same pair of shorts because they're idiots there. Um, so it was just like alarming and we're like, they're probably alarmed seeing us in so much clothing and like, oh, (laughs) those are grandmothers. Like they're here for a baptism, huh? And then we're like carrying diapers and all sorts of stuff. So I'm sure they're like, oh, what it's like to be 52. (laughs) It's like, no, that's not how old I am. You're like, this is what happens when you turn 30. This is, you go to weddings and you go to baby showers. I still believe you're as young as you feel, but yeah, we just dress with like a little more thought and clothing and material. Yeah. There's just a little more material. 
um, unless you're Miley Cyrus. Anyways, we're going to give you, this is my first school quick fire. So hopefully this is a good um, setup. So I'm sure you've seen online the debate about what color you make your folders for the forming. Yes. <laughs> so I'll just go over them for the listeners. It's a game where you have to designate, um, you have four folders or notebooks. One is red, one is yellow, one is blue, and one is green. Oh, and then you have to assign. my favorite one. And then, well, sorry, girl. <laughs> I didn't make up this thing. The Today Show did. Well, that's where I saw it. Because <laughs> um, I'm 30. And then the topics are English, math, history, and science. So you can only assign one color to one class. Okay. Science is obviously green. Okay. And then yellow goes with, what are the other colors? There's yellow, red, and blue. Yeah. You have red, yellow, blue, and you still have English, math, history. History is yellow. Okay. And then English is blue, but it's actually purple. Okay. And then that makes uh, whatever is left. Math is red. Yep. Mine's pretty similar, except I have math as yellow and history as red. Oh. Yeah. And I don't have purple. (laughs) Do you have any, um, like, favorite high school memories? Um, They don't have to be specific, but it could just be, like, a time or a concept. I was on swim team all four years and we used to have these things called pasta parties, which was always like, we always had meets on either Friday nights or Saturday, like mornings. And so the Friday night ones were so banging, kids just playing apples to apples and eating gobs and gobs of pasta. Carb loading. Right. And teams are weird in that they're like, you hang out with people who aren't your friends, they're your teammates. So you like don't spend time together in school, but you're like buds at this pasta party. Fair. Such a weird feeling, but nice too. Yeah. They they had your back. Yeah. The swimming is like a cult. Like a lot of my (laughs) friends were on the swim team and they were fucking real into them. And then they were also like from a bougie neighborhood that had like their own swim thing too. So they were just swimming all day, every day. It's definitely intense as a swim coach also <laughs> you're still in it you're still yeah. in the cult. I'm still out here grinding on that cult life <laughs> what was your high school mascot and colors they were the tigers so they were obviously oh. our school colors were also black and orange I know it's not great that's tough that's a tough look to pull off yeah I don't Halloween. like this to this day <laughs> I don't blame you um did your school have any weird traditions Oof. Okay. So at graduation, because there are adults involved with graduations, no matter what books in real life. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it, and every year the departing seniors would give the principal a gift, but uh-huh. it not like a whole group gift. Each person handed him something as they walked across the stage. Aren't there a lot of kids in your class? No, there are like 300 kids in our class. Oh, I thought you went to one of those. Or 200 kids. Oh, okay. Okay. I thought you went to one of those schools that was like a thousand a class. No, no, no. I went to the smallest high school in Prince William County. (laughs) Okay. Okay. (laughs) Okay. 200 things is fine, I guess. 200 things is fine. And I think the year before me, they like bounced bouncy balls at him, which is crazy. Uh, But my year, kids just like never went to school. So he got a bunch of late passes. (laughs) Oh, it's like lots of gag gifts. Gotcha. 
Um, what kind of like superlative would you give yourself for high school? Oof, I have no idea, truthfully. But I was you didn't prepare this one. You didn't predict me asking this. I didn't predict this one. Honestly, I I'm like just in the middle on everything. I'm not superlative at anything. Most likely to dabble. Most likely, yeah, to dabble in a bunch of nonsense. <laughs> um what color was your prom dress junior year it was white like a cream and then pink Ooh, what kind of pink like a baby pink or a hot pink yeah like a baby pink it was a calvin klein dress it was super beautiful silk um and i got a ross for like 70 bucks Nice, nice it was awesome back when ross used to not just sell garbage yeah back when ross had more class more selection I do love a Ross. Um, let's see. What is your favorite high school movie or TV series? Okay. Fa- I have like three high school mu- movies I like genuinely love. The first one is Strike. It's Kurt starring a very young Kirsten Dunst. She goes to like an all girls school. Oh, this movie has two names. I love yes. this movie. All it's- I want to do. Yeah. Like Rachel Lee Cook. That's a great one. It's such a good movie. I love the movie The Duff so much. Oh yeah. I'm going to give you The Duff in the future because it's really funny. It's just such a funny movie. It's hilarious. And then, oh no, I've lost the thread on the other one and I can't remember what it is. It'll come back to you. Easy A, sorry. The other one's easy. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, that's a pretty funny one too. Um, And then finally, what house would you be sorted into at Hogwarts? It's very millennial of me to ask, but it is really millennial of you to ask. I think that in my past, I would have said Gryffindor or Ravenclaw because those are obviously one Gryffindor. Everybody wants to be in it Two, I went to William and Mary. So everyone feels like they're a Ravenclaw who goes there, but I think that's probably Hufflepuff in my heart. (laughs) I mean, I think Hufflepuff is starting to get more traction. like people are understanding it's not a haterade to be in Hufflepuff. It doesn't mm-hmm. mean you have to be a dodo. It means right. that you're like loyal and caring and other and just like friends not... people. Yeah, exactly. Like relatable. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm one of those Ravenclaw William and Mary types. <laughs> All right. So now part that you have prepared for. So yeah, I know you're like really happy, like you know, there's a question. I'm going to have the right answer. It just again, <laughs> speaks to your educator slash Virgo me. Well, I'm just such a big fan. You know, I've always dreamed of doing my own pleasure points. <laughs> I do that when I listen to other podcasts though. I'm like, what would I answer to this? And I like, I just have to be ready, you know, because yeah. one day I know it's going to happen just like you yeah. did. Your podcast star is going to rise too high and you're going <laughs> to on other people's podcasts. That's how podcasts work. So first of all, what is your favorite self-care ritual? Okay. I realize what a place of privilege this is coming from, but that's okay. Paying somebody else to clean my house. As you well know, I get crazy anxious about having people over to my uncleaned house and just like start doing stuff that doesn't matter. Like clean my oven and my refrigerator. Like it literally makes me just like lose the thread entirely. So paying someone else (laughs) And just being like, I'm okay with this because I paid for this has been one of the best things for self-care I've ever done. Well, your mental health is important. So if that's what you need, 
that's like yeah. a lot less than other people need to resolve. So <laughs> I think that's perfect. My oven last time, it's so clean. I mean, just really an incredible level of clean. <laughs> and a clean home is important. Yeah. It just, I can't function. Me neither. I just did mine today too. I did uh, mine <laughs> What is your favorite cocktail and or comfort food? Um, comfort food is basically anything sweet. Like I will happily eat dessert for every single meal, breakfast, lunch, dinner. <laughs> I was just trying to convince Josh that we should eat ice cream for dinner. He said, no. <laughs> He's always <laughs> ruining our fun with his grown up attitude. I know, right? And he was like, you have diabetes. And I was like, that's just the insulin. <laughs> <laughs> I love the voice for him too. <laughs> you have diabetes, Jane. <laughs> And then his favorite cocktail is just like, you know, a vodka soda with two limes. You just, you can't go wrong with that ever. (laughs) Everybody knows how to make it. Why fucks with a classic? Yeah. (laughs) Fair. Then what is either your dream uh, travel locale or your favorite place you've been? I have been to Paris, but I went chaperoning a school trip of all things. Um, (gasps) And I would love to go back to Paris again as not a chaperone. Sans use. Yeah. Like not sneaking any French wine into my like suitcase. (laughs) (laughs) Not being on a weird schedule of seeing stuff you're not interested in. Just like Mm -hmm. doing your own journey. Yes. You have to, is it true? Like when you are chaperoning stuff, do you guys tape the outside of the hotel doors on the children? We did not, or at least I don't think we did. Like I was there just like as like the minimal amount of adults you needed to take this group of children. Did you do people to people or was it just something else? It was called like, like, oh, they all have like punny names, but it's like a company that specializes in like travel for high school groups, essentially. Okay. Um, and they are grueling. I mean, so we did uh, England and Paris for 10 days. And just, oh, yeah, they got was, to go in from like 7.30 till 6. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, you're in places that are super cool. And they're like, okay, you have two hours. You're like, how am I going to do bath in two hours? <laughs> Jane Austen lived here and I need to see that. <laughs> I need to live like she lived and she lived for longer than two hours. Right, exactly. And I swore I was like, no matter how good the deal seems, I will never do this again. (laughs) Yeah, it it wasn't worth it. Mm -mm. Um, who is one of your like Hallmark celebrity crushes? Hallmark is in of life, not the brand channel. I don't have an association (laughs) with them yet. I don't think I could name a specific dude off of Hallmark, which I think is kind of their brand, right? Very much their brand, except now their brand is transitioning into the heartthrobs of our teenage dumb. Like that's oh, how you, that's more of the marker of aging is like <laughs> Chad and Michael Murray is in a bunch of Hallmark movies. Like all these guys from like CW shows are in a bunch of Hallmark movies yeah. now. Um, what's his name? I think they did Lifetime, but oh my God, the best friend in High School Musical, um, like, Corbin Blue. Blue. And then Monique Coleman, they reunited in a Lifetime movie for Christmas. Yeah. So that that's like, that's how they're pulling our generation into the, to the stupidity. But there are still a lot of no-name bland men 
that are all in the same movies that just like own a wood shop that's going to be taken over by a city bitch yeah and the city bitch is like oh I like it out here yeah I love sawdust my cortisol levels have gone down (laughs) (laughs) which helps my insulin resistance Uh, (laughs) I'm gonna stop taking that for (laughs) this yeah I did that for a couple weeks this summer and wrong it's rough Like, actually, I think I'll just get back right on that. But I'm glad <laughs> you mentioned Corbin Blue because obviously Zach Efron, teen heartthrob, yeah. ever since his Summerland days. Ugh. Summerland and That's his little gap in his teeth. Yeah. He was so angelic and innocent there. Ugh. And they're just like, he really, he really aged super well. He's aged perfectly for every era of our lives. It's like when he did. I remember all of the like memes that came out of like his reality show or like his docuseries. Yeah. All the reality show for him. Um, but like that down to earth series, mm-hmm. like he was just like zaddy enough for like, again, him being like 30 at that point and us finishing our twenties. Yes. And it's just like, I mean, Zach, keep doing what you're doing. Yes. Even the dyed, like the blonde dyed hair, which I normally would think is like a weird choice. Like it's, it's working for him. <laughs> everything works for him I feel like he's gonna be like not in the level of career no offense but like I feel like he's gonna be like a Tom Cruise where like people are just gonna have a crush on him forever let's yes, yes. let's wish that for him I mean if he jumps on a couch like a loony bin he could really maybe carry his star power a little <laughs> he will release another neighbor's movie and make a billion dollars <laughs> and people will go this is the best movie ever made because it's just like the first two neighbors movies I love it it that that series always feels like it was meant to be a trilogy <laughs> yeah it feels like something was left unsaid between him and Seth Again, <laughs> super bad connection down to the end yes um and then finally what is some binge worthy content either something you've been binging lately or something that you would recommend to anyone if they're like what's your favorite thing you've ever kind of like these are actually overlapping this time I am currently binging Sabrina the Teenage Witch starring the incomparable Melissa Joan Hart (laughs) (laughs) that's like the best piece of nostalgia ever how is it holding up Oh my gosh. Hey, it's amazing that basically all of the clothing is back. The only tweak is we tuck our shirts in now. I look at her outfits oh. and I go, I would wear that. I would wear that. I would wear that. I would wear that. And not With even a French like I, tuck. Yeah. I would just French tuck my like shirt into my skirts. Like everybody's outfits are on point. Nice. Uh, the stories are silly, but they're fun. I don't know. It's a great, it's a great nostalgic watch. And get this, it's got nine seasons clocking in at between like 22 and 26 episodes <laughs> each. So you're but, watching Grey's Anatomy. Oh yeah, well then you know exactly that. You'll be a witch by the end. <laughs> yes, exactly. So yeah, Melissa what Jones. are you on right now? I'm on at the end of season two. Nine seasons. Mm-hmm. Do you think they yeah. did two a year? No, they just like she like it. I was like ninety seven stuff. I think it starts maybe in ninety six and goes. She had a movie. They had the movie first. Yes, with Ryan Reynolds in the center part, blonde hair. Yeah, is that washing over you right now? That that was him. It's really crazy. It's really crazy. 
That's insane. And I, I use that picture as a reference when my bangs grow out too much and I can't style them <laughs> properly because that's like literally how they go. <laughs> um, oh. Yeah, they had the movie and then I feel like the movie was so popular. Like, okay, let's make it a show. And then it just keeps going. Like it goes through high school, through, like she starts the show as a sophomore. It yeah. goes through college, through her getting married. Oh yeah. Did she marry Harvey or did she marry... The no, other guy. There's a guy named Josh at the end, and I don't think she marries him. Oh, yeah. I just remember Josh because he was in Hey Dude. Oh, what about on Nickelodeon? Hey and I was like, that guy's cute. And He's then he was in this. He he was meant good. to do more, but I guess not. Yeah. He he I fell mean- to there was no hallmark for him to transition <laughs> to. Like that's the thing. The 90s heartthrobs didn't get the luck that the 2000s heartthrobs are getting now. Right. Where the they can just transition over. You gotta feel for them. Too bad. Wrong place, wrong time. Yeah, because I was gonna reference Mario Lopez, but he was steadily working this whole time. He was, he got paid to do a lot of appearances at sketchy shit, like the Lula Roe conferences and stuff. Oh, <laughs> I just recall him because I made my grandmother watch a Lifetime Christmas movie two years ago called Feliz Navi Dad. That he started <laughs> as a single dad. That was guess what Latinx. <laughs> that's why oh, I, I would have never guessed that. And that's why I was clever. But then you know him again being from like Saved by the Bell. His love interest was like a woman three years older than us, um, who was on like the nine hundred two one zero reboot. <laughs> Oh, geez, Louise. And I'm on the cord of the um, I Wish I Was Your Mother to Vladimir Putin video fame. (laughs) (laughs) A a video that Amber and I watched repeatedly when she came to visit me a few months ago. (laughs) And then we went into a deep dive on Annalyn McCord that night. (laughs) And we learned a lot that I can't say on this podcast because it could be offensive. So I'm not trying to burn bridges before they're built. That's, you know, that's responsible. Yeah. What did you say earlier? Say less. Look at you. You're already doing it. (laughs) I'm taking my own (laughs) advice. It's so hard though, because I want to say it all. (laughs) Well, that's pretty much our show. Um, I know you probably don't want people to follow you on social media, but is there some kind of cause we can support for teachers or educators that's actually of use? Yes. Uh, Please vote in your local school board elections. I know that seems crazy, especially if you don't have kids, but like big decisions get made at the school board level. And if you're not voting for candidates that make sense, crazy people are getting elected (laughs) and fucking shit up. So please, please vote in your local elections, but especially your school board elections, which are supposed to be nonpartisan and definitely are not. Thank you. I think that's a good rule of, like, that's good advice. That's concrete. And like you said, that's where it starts and the craziness grows and grows. Well, thank you for being here today, as Queen Clarice would say. (laughs) Thank you for being here today. (laughs) 